Yeah, how long have you been listening to the Cedar Skier podcast? I, I, I honestly didn't know what it was, and I Googled it. Hello, Ryan. This is Jesse Diggins. And I, I just thought it was really cool. He says, Pedal, what do you think of my skate ski now? Well, you need to have the right information. Put your phones down. Kids. Oh, hi. Is this the editorial department? Well, actually, not quite, last. This guy, Clugnet, back there. A real Hickory High School story there for Great Britain. Best question I have had of all questions in 10 years. No, and, and if Ryan, you were for sure not listening, but if, if you were, you were, I got your email. Got your email. You were, <laughs> no, you're brilliant. This is like exactly like right, you hit the nail on the head. He's won 24 of the last 26 that he's been in. No, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked that you. Thought that. And now up the uphill, he's got a hop and he goes. Pellegrino knows it is urgent and he goes after him. The, the mountains. Lado looks like he's taking care of everything though. Can anyone possibly defy him at this point? Pellegrino is going. He's going to try for it. Pellegrino! Pellegrino! Let's go right now! Pellegrino! Pellegrino! I will get back to you and I agree. Put your phones down. The dedication is unbelievable, people. We are here, Cedar Skier Podcast, recording live from the Frisco Hospital, where currently I'm sitting next to my lovely wife, Christy, and our newest baby daughter, Ella Jane Cedarquist, born yesterday at 8.53 a.m., Wonderful, and uh, I say the dedication of the bit is unbelievable because we had a, had a great interview earlier this week. Interviews, Nina Schomberger and Rose Horning, two Leadville locals who have qualified for the World Junior Cross Country Ski Championships in Whistler starting here at the end of the week. And we thought we have to get this out to Cedar Skier Nation, to Grip Wax Nation, all of you out there who are just dying to find out how these wonderful juniors have um, made a name for themselves and started in America's highest city. And since we are the third or fourth largest growing endurance-focused Nordic ski-specific podcast in all of Lake County. I think it's quite appropriate that we have them on. So today's show, it's all that. It's two interviews. We got Nina, we got Rose. You're going to hear about their story, their training, all that stuff. And um, I almost just ended the show, actually, after the bit where we talked to Nina's coach, Olaf, there. You probably heard him, uh, former Swedish professional skier, telling me how brilliant I was and... um, you know, there's just not a lot of things larger than my ego, as you probably know by now. So we're true to the bit, and we keep it going. My wife just cracked a joke there as she's um, breastfeeding our daughter right now, listening to this live and non-Neumann-BCM-produced uh, podcast here. We're just recording with the old MacBook microphone. So anyway, we won't waste too much of your time. I, I will say... Um, our last show got taken down from Spotify. They sent me an email and said that I had actually produced too much content in a short period of time and that I needed to remove one of my shows. So if you were wondering why last shows got uh, our last Monday show got taken down, that was why. Uh, very sad. I guess we have to temper down our excitement for the sport. Also, just to whet your appetite a bit, we have some great interviews coming up here in the next couple of weeks. We've got Andy Liebner on talking about U.S. Ski Pole Company polls. we got Jacob Hughesby on talking about wax and how to make your skis fast. 
that's going to be uh, you're going to really enjoy those shows, especially if you're kind of a tech nerd and you've been dying for those since our first episode. So actually, someone should alert the one person who has commented on Apple Podcasts about the Cedar Skier podcast, the guy who said, oh, yeah, his shows when he interviewed Zach Caldwell talking about grinds was great. But ever since then, it's been all downhill. Well, someone shoot him a message because we're coming back at you with some edifying content. So there there's the little shtick right there. Um, okay, I don't think I have any other announcements. Looking forward to this weekend in Le Rousse, the Le Rue, Le Rue, sorry, Le Rue. Um, I'm going to have some good French phrases. If you got some French phrases for me to use on the call, ski and snowboard.live, let me know. Shoot me an email, cedarskier at gmail.com. If you got any other thoughts or comments or questions, we take the four C's, questions, compliments, complaints, and concerns. Um, we, we would love to hear from you, so shoot us a message. Um, yeah, I think that's all. So enjoy the show. Cool. Uh, well, thank you for giving me the time to, to, uh, talk to you. I've run into you a few times. I know on the mineral belt and out at Tennessee pass. Um, oh, yeah. so it's kind of cool to finally get to chat with you. Um, Hey, I was also wondering, I I'd like to do a story on this. I reached out to your coach and, and he has not responded yet, but, um, I'd like to do a story, but I was also wondering if you wanted to like make this or we're okay having this be a podcast as well you don't have to tell me the answer to that now like we can wait afterwards too but <laughs> oh, i would totally be okay with that okay yeah. very cool very cool um i've had i've definitely had some like u.s ski team athletes on my podcast so you would be cool to catch one who i think is going to be pretty special at some point i'd be like oh yeah she was on the Cedar Skier podcast way back in the day. So anyway, <laughs> <That'd be awesome. Yeah. laughs> but anyway, um, so first of all, um, and my questions might jump around, but I'll try to keep it pretty natural here. But the first thing I wanted to ask you about was just, you know, how U.S. Nats went and like, I heard you got a concussion kind of, but I don't really know the story or uh, maybe start there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I competed in three races at U.S. Nationals. The first was Skate Individual 10K, which went really, really well. I was able to break into the top 10 overall and was really proud of that performance. A couple days later, there was a classic sprint, which was good for me, but not my best. I know I can do a little bit better. Um, However, those two races qualified me for Junior Worlds. And so for the last race, I decided to jump from the Junior 10K into the Senior 20K because at Worlds, there's going to be a 20K, and I've never done one of those before. Okay. And so I started in a field of about 70 skiers, give or take, and around the four-kilometer mark, there was a steep downhill, and a couple skiers fell in front of me, and there was nowhere for me to go. One fell basically on top of my skis, and then I don't remember what happened but a volunteer saw it and apparently my skis stopped instantly i whipped forward and hit my face in the snow and then my legs and feet scorpioned over my head whoa so um the volunteer who saw it said they were surprised that i got up from it and didn't break my neck so i'm very very grateful that i was able to walk off the course i had to pull out of the race early, um, which was really disappointing. I was super bummed about that. But I'm overall really, really happy that I'm okay. 
I just got cleared by the doctor yesterday to go back to competing and training normally. And so feeling very thankful that that's not going to be an issue moving forward. Yeah, geez. I didn't realize that, that it was that crazy. I mean, um, have you felt any freak crash? Like, yeah. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, wow, that's nuts. I, I mean, and so you, have you felt lingering effects of that? even before getting cleared or is the clear the clear from the doctor kind of just been like a formality like you're you're ready to go or or is it actually kind of carried over I mean, are you sore and headaches stuff like that um my head is totally back to normal at this point my neck is a little bit more of an issue it's extremely stiff and mobility isn't as good and so i am working with a physical therapist okay. over in frisco to help get that back to normal okay yeah, I, I I had followed the ninth place and the ten k freestyle overall. Um, it, we were, I ran into some some folks on the trails actually in Leadville. We were we were talking about how amazing that was, and <laughs> and uh, and and then Rose and Adele had some good races at the end of the um, Super Tour as well, or at, at the end of the championships as well. But I was kind of curious too, like you've had a few of these. Uh, you know either at senior nationals or or even like a super tour i think when you were younger you know yet where it's like you've mixed it up with some of these pros like i'm curious where that ranks this past january where that kind of ranks for you as far as like best performance that you've had you know and and if it's not what what would you say is still kind of like the litmus test there yeah for sure I think the race, the first race that I had at nationals was definitely one of my best performances I've had. Um, it could probably be topped by a couple races I've had in the past. One of them being my Sun Valley Super Tour, which was the same event. But I think just based on how I felt and how I was able to ski compared to others around me, I think that may have been a little bit better. But it's definitely something that I'm going to try to achieve again and again and just kind of base my performance off of seeing if i can do that that's the fifth place from just this past year you mean the in sun valley yes yeah okay okay yeah is and there go ahead. there may be some other races that i've done better at but i'm not remembering them right now <laughs> yeah i is that kind of your sweet spot distance and technique too like uh would you say you're more of a freestyle skier or classic i mean what what yeah what's kind of your best event um, I don't think I'm really specialized that much yet. I would say that as of this year right now, I am probably a slightly stronger skate skier than I am classic. And I have had most of my amazing performances being 10K interval start. And so that might be slightly specialized, but I'm really trying to be good at everything I do. And I've spent a lot of time working on my classic technique in the last year because striding and running has been a huge disadvantage for me in the past, as well as max speed. And so I've been spending a lot of time on that, doing one-on-one -on -one technique sessions with my coaches. And I think it's come a really long way. And so I'm super excited to see what I can do in the upcoming races with classic skiing. Yeah, I'm I'm curious like how would you describe yourself as an a skier like what are your strengths? You know, I feel like being from Leadville kind of the easy answer is just like well, she's got you know, she's got a big engine, aerobic, mm -hmm. you know, and and maybe that's part of the reason why those interval starts in a freestyle technique you really can thrive, but I'm curious like how do you view yourself? Do you do you go, oh, yeah, that's that's definitely a strength I lean into, or do you, are you more explosive than, than people know, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, 
for sure. I'm definitely still figuring out what who I am as a skier. But I would say that for the most part, one of my biggest strengths is being able to push myself and being just mentally tough in the race. So, for example, when the conditions get really hard, I don't really care so much. I don't get bothered as much as I see other people. And so I think that's one of my bigger strengths. And I think I do really well just kind of focusing on being in the moment. And so I'd say mental mental toughness is one of my bigger strengths as a skier max speed has always been a struggle for me and so i'm really really working on that but i would say that i'm really good at pacing myself and um racing smart in the past couple years i've come a long way with tactics and everything when i was when I was super little, I would just always hammer from the gun and try to get out in front and get a gap. And as I got older, I realized that isn't going to work very much because other skiers will just draft off of you and then pass you in the finish. Sure. And so I've had to work on that more. But I guess I would describe myself as a skier who kind of takes opportunities given to her and isn't really specialized in any one specific thing. That's cool. And I mean, the strengths you talked about, they can take you a long way, you know, as well as far as development. I, I'm sort of curious, like where, going back even, uh, what was your like childhood like as far as sports goes? You know, if, if how, how long, what's your ski story, I guess, to say, you know, like when, when did you kind of start? Uh, yeah, did you do absolutely. some other sports too uh, growing up? What, what, what did your parents kind of do as well? Definitely. Um, so my parents are both from Kansas City. And they moved to Leadville about a year before I was born. And they were both endurance athletes. My mom actually competed the Leadville 100 run and bike. My dad did the bike as well. Okay. And so I was raised in a family that was really passionate about endurance sports. So I think the first time I got on skis, I was about two years old at the Dutch Henry Trails by CMC in Leadville. And actually my earliest memory, like the first thing that I can actually recall is downhill skiing, but on Ski Cooper. And I had the backpack with the little leash attached that my dad was using to kind of rein me in because I didn't want (laughs) to, didn't want to slow down, just wanted to like hammer down. Um, And so I skied with Bill Coke that program in Leadville um, for a long time. And I kind of did a little bit, I did a few other sports, a little bit of soccer, a little bit of dance. And I was actually pretty competitive in gymnastics until I was about 11 years old. Okay. Um, I did that in Silverthorne, went to Vail for a year. And I started Summit Nordic Sea Club when I was nine years old. That's when I started going to school in Summit County. And my parents were looking for just something to get me outside after school. And I just immediately fell in love with the competitive nature of the team. But and also all the games and getting to just explore around Frisco was so much fun. And so I did my first actual Nordic race when I was in fourth grade with my team and I remember face planning right before the finish line getting back up and then deciding I didn't like how my pole straps were fitting 
So then I stopped again, like seconds away from finishing to try to adjust that. <laughs> um, so a lot has changed since then. But I just remember such a fun environment that I really loved. Um, and so the next year I quit gymnastics. And so I could pursue skiing more. And throughout the rest of middle school, my goals kept growing and growing until I became very ambitious and have just kept going ever since. So that's cool. I mean, like you, you're, you've always like been in love with cross country skiing. There wasn't like a, you hated it. Yeah, yeah. Mom and oh, dad no. were endurance sports, but I, I didn't like it. I, I think that's kind of always interesting too. I personally, I mean, I love skiing now. I'm addicted to all things endurance sports. But like as a kid even though my parents were that way, I was like, they were both runners. I was like, no, running sounds so boring. Why would I do that? It hurts. <laughs> like I loved all the yeah. major sports and I grew up playing all of those and eventually kind of came around and saw all, all of the things that like, you know, intrinsically make biking, running and skiing fun. In addition to actually, I think skiing there's, there's sort of is like a bodily movement. There's a kinesthetic romance to it too that's different than running I think and biking because it, it's just so it, it's complex you know but I think it's yeah. interesting how like you 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 liked it all the way like it, was there um was there a moment that you remember kind of going I like this and I also want to be great at it like was there a, was there a specific moment or did that shift kind of happen organically almost like where you just have you always have you always been the type of person that you want to be great at kind of whatever you're doing or or is there a, a yeah a person who kind of came into your life was like you could be really good you know um or yeah how, how, did, how did you come to setting those goals um I've always been very intense with whatever I do when I decide that I really want to do something then I just go for it yeah um, and so it definitely grew over time but I do remember one specific workout where I decided, like, I want to be one of the best in the world. I think I was I was around 12, and we were doing a really, really brutal roller ski workout where we would just do intervals up this mountain road, and then the van would drive us back down to go again. <laughs> and it was very, very painful, really hard. Mm -hmm. But I just remembered thinking, man, this is so much fun. I want this to be my job. I want to be, like, one of the best people that can do this and that's kind of when I really decided to start setting some bigger goals cool cool and I and I want to get to some of those goals too For, first going back to uh, worlds you qualified and competed last year I think right you were 31st and 41st in a couple of individual events you had the relay mm -hmm. um what what sticks out to you about that experience is there I guess I, I worded this way. The question is like, what kind of taste is in your mouth and why, you know, but <laughs> e e however you want to approach that question, you know, from your, I'm, I'm sure it's a thrill, but yeah, being competitive too, like, I'm guessing you're like, yeah, but I know I can do a lot more, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, last year I was actually pretty underwhelmed with my performances at worlds. I was, I was pretty happy with my relay race with the others but my individual ones did not go so well in the first one the skate 15k mass start i was having a really good start to the race and then i broke a pole and got passed by basically the entire field trying to get a different one to fit me um, which definitely hurt my chances of performing as well as i wanted to 
and then the second race, the 5K Classic individual start, just wasn't just wasn't exactly my day. And so they weren't terrible races by any means, but they did leave me very hungry and wanting more because I knew I could do better than that. Is that kind of one of those things, too, where, like, every day all summer, that's sort of the thing on your mind, or were there other stuff occupying it, too? You know, I, I can't even really imagine that being on that being on that kind of international stage and being hungry you know like i used to dream yeah. about yeah yeah like i'm gonna get fargo south next year in that high school basketball game that's like driving you but for you yeah what was it part of the motivation every day um surprisingly no so i was having a bit of a tough time near the end of my season just struggling with a little bit of burnout because I'd been laser focused on skiing for so many years, 12 months of a year. Mm -hmm. And so I actually decided to take a little bit of a break and engage more in mountain biking this summer. And so I joined a team with other people from all over the U.S. and went to a bunch of races with them. And it was life changing. It really helps bring back a lot of joy in sports and I've just never had so much fun training in my life. And so then this fall, I transitioned back into more um, dry land training for Nordic skiing. And this happiness that I found in sport just followed into Nordic. And so I think I didn't really focus on results much this summer at all. And I'm realizing that I will always care about results. It's impossible not to. But it's not the only thing to focus on, which has really helped me to be happier when I'm racing and be more excited about what I'm going to do. And so I didn't really think too much about, you know, getting my second chance and going back to junior worlds because it is a big deal. But at the end of the day, they're just more races. They're never going to be your last. And so just focusing a bit more on the process instead of the result has really helped me. I kind of, uh, maybe it was, I was following someone on social media. I, I knew you had done some mountain biking and I wasn't sure if that was something you had a past. What was the team you were, um, competing and training with? It was under USA cycling. It was their development team. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, just a bunch of people from all over the country, which was really cool. Because with Nordic skiers, there aren't a ton of places that they come from. I mean, you have New England, the Midwest, Colorado, Alaska. Yeah. But on my bike team, I was exposed to so many more different people from, you know, Alabama and Kentucky and places like that that I'd never imagined. And I got so many new race experiences, which were very different from Nordic skiing. Um, And it was really hard. It was one of the most challenging things I'd ever done. I remember my first mountain bike race, they were doing call-ups, and I was a very last person called up to the starting line. But it was really, really cool to just feel what it was like to race with no pressure expectations and just see the improvement over the season was pretty inspiring. So you must have had some mountain biking experience prior to that a little bit uh to get yeah, in that yeah. okay okay um mountain biking was one of the endurance sports my parents introduced me to also yeah. when i was younger and i've done some local and high school races but never was super competitive at it 
Yeah, I mean, I've uh, I think I talked to Ben Ogden. He was on my one of my first shows I did a couple years ago. So before before he became like super famous, I mean, he was still famous, but <laughs> but he was just, he was like a college freshman, and I was like, dude, I see you like ripping these lines, mountain biking in Vermont. You're like, that's that's got to transfer some way into cross country skiing too. And he he really said it did. I mean, he he brought up a lot of the things I think just stepping away from skiing is good too, and like mm-hmm. being able to mix up training like. And I find this in myself too, like a three or four hour mountain bike ride. I can get a lot of the like mentally, the mental side of the, that aspect of that workout without like ruining my elbows, double pull, like, you know, every single yeah, week, like yeah. mix it up a little bit. But yeah, I was curious, like for you, what, what sort of transferring uh, skills do you find, whether it's competitive, actual skill wise, reading downhills really quick, reacting, that kind of thing, riding in a pack? I mean, are you are you feeling like there was actually like an athletic benefit as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think I gained a lot of power and strength in my legs yeah. and also getting the mass start race experiences because all bike races are mass starts was really nice, especially after a couple COVID years because the majority of my races were individual start yeah. during my sophomore year right. and quite a bit my junior and so that was really nice. And I think that mountain biking translates really well to cross-country skiing because you do have to use your upper body and you have to think really fast, which often happens in a race when something, you know, something turns yeah. and you have to be quick on your feet. So I think that's really helps me. That's cool. So plans for next time, I mean, like, do, are you going to ride with a team, same thing, do something else? Um, I'm planning on mountain biking again quite a bit. I'll probably bike a little bit less and focus more on skiing this summer. Um, last year I missed out on a couple ski camps because I already made bike racing commitments. And so I think I'll, I'll be doing those camps this summer, but also be adding in a lot of biking when I'm at home. Yeah, Yeah. Did you go or were you absent from the camp that they had in Whistler? I was, yeah. You were you were at I, that? Okay. Yeah, I had bike races in Missoula during that time, and so I decided to skip it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I oh, sorry, I misunderstood you. So you skipped? You didn't? You didn't go to Whistler? I didn't. No. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was curious. I was gonna ask, like, oh, have you you know scoped out the course? How you thought? You know, as far as strength wise. I mean, maybe do, have you have you happened to race there? I don't know if you know that's relevant or if, if that's even on your mind. Like looking ahead now, going all right, here's the events. This is kind of how the course is going to suit my strengths. Are you able to do any recon like that? Or have you talked to some of the D team coaches or other athletes even? Um, I've heard a little bit about it, but not very much. I've never been there. Okay. I have heard that there's a lot of climbing, which I think will suit me pretty well. And I've heard that the same people design the course as those that design the Soldier Hollow in Utah. And I've always really liked that course. And so I've, I'm hoping that goes well. But honestly, I don't really – it doesn't matter too much to me what the course is. When I get there, I'm going to analyze it the best I can and just see, like, how I can use my strengths to benefit me. Okay. Okay, cool. And, yeah, I mean, uh, do you have a, a learning experience you took from the last Worlds where you, you kind of know, having been there once before, like – I, I don't know, just kind of how things work. Do you think that's going to help you, or, or how will that help you? I guess maybe a better way of asking. I think 
last year was a really good experience for me just seeing what it's like racing at such a high level because at the races I'm used to, there aren't nearly as many people or processes that you have to go to. Um, like, just the wax trailer area is huge. There's so many teams and so much going on. Right. And it can be really overwhelming at first. And so I think last year, just having that experience and realizing that we're all just here to ski around in a circle is really important. And I can take that with me this time. And also paying maybe a little bit more attention to where you can get spare poles if you break one on the course. <laughs> Um, which is obviously unlikely, but never impossible. Um, yeah, I think just skiing the course as many times as you can is pretty important before the races. Yeah, I would imagine that noise factor is is big, you know, because it is it's the big stage, the big lights when it's your first time. That that does drain you emotionally. Like your emotional energy is not unlimited, you know. So yeah, I think that's that is probably uh for sure a big thing. Do you have, do you have like uh, objective goals where you're like, I, I really think this is possible or, or this would make me happy. I, I know, you know, you're trying to focus on the process and just like do your best and, and make sure it happens. But, you know, when you kind of look at, yeah, I guess how, how, how America stands up to against the other nations, maybe mm -hmm. even in doing some of that, I don't know how much like scouting you even are able to do on some of those things. But yeah, what's, <laughs> what's kind of a realistic uh, place goal for you, you think? I'm really shooting for a top 10 finish in any of the races, and I think it's possible. It's not going to be easy, but it's definitely within reach. How, how important is it to see some of these athletes of the World Cup break through, either the men and the women? You know, like the men had the World Juniors success, obviously, recently. Mm -hmm. the, the women have really been successful. Like, does that, does that trickle down? Do you guys feel that a little bit, too? And extra motivation kind of going on the world stage versus like, Oh, I, I get my team USA gear and that's kind of the highlight. Like now it's like, Oh gosh, like we've got a job to do here. You know, like, yeah. Do you feel like yeah. that mentality switch? Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's really inspiring um, for everyone individually because we see kind of these people have come from the same place and the same background as you and they're managing to be really, really successful. And also something that a lot of people don't realize is that, the more successful a nation is at a sport or anything, really, the more funding there is, which has been a huge deal for um, younger athletes in the last few years. The National Nordic Foundation, in particular, has been really, really helpful. Like, for example, my trip to Norway last year would have been really expensive. I mean, Norway is not a cheap place, but it was only about $500. Yeah. And... My week-long camp in Park City, which was fully, like, everything was taken care of, food lodging, was about 170 bucks. Yeah. And so the success that skiers are having on the highest level is really trickling down because other people are seeing this and saying, hey, I want to sponsor this because this could be really important to our country soon. So, yeah, it's been amazing. And as far as development goes, I know you're kind of like in it right now. So maybe it's hard to like mm -hmm. step back and say, oh, what, what really works? But I'm curious, like, do you feel even looking at your own ski racing and success and growth in the sport? Like, can you point to certain things that y you think were really important? 
you know, I, I, don't, I don't even know, if, you know, like a learning, a learning <laughs> technique at a certain time or like training volume related, uh, physiological oh, related or yeah, any, how many competitions you did, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to have a supportive and fun environment around you. Um, I see even like when I'm just skiing with my team, I see the younger kids, like elementary school aged, just wanting to go fast and wanting to push each other, but also having a great time doing it. And so I think that's the best way to be introduced to the sport as just like a way to have fun with your friends. And then as you grow up, just add competition as you go. Um, And I think something that was really important for me and continues to be is bringing together really successful skiers in one place for training camps. Um, because we're all motivated, really disciplined, and super excited about what we're doing. It's kind of like getting to be with your people. And I find those experiences really valuable. And also getting to work with a number of different coaches. And finally, sorry, (laughs) I would say that working on technique is so underrated, especially at a young age, because it sticks with you. And you can be working not nearly as hard as someone in front of you and going the same speed, but using less energy if you have better techniques. So I'd say that's pretty important at the young age also. Yeah, I, I needed you in the car ride with my older brother. We were discussing uh, running economy <laughs> and skiing economy, and I was trying to explain oh. to him how, like, running economy is very important, but, like, the magnitude of ski economy, it's like you could literally be just, like, a pot belly out of shape dude, and he could beat you at a skate race even if you've got – 77 vo2 if you're just like hacking out there you know so yeah. uh yeah i think that is true and and it, and it maybe is one thing that you know generally speaking especially you look at norway and sweden um they're and it's actually especially on the women's side i think i I've, I've observed this watching a lot more world cup races this year that like the women in sweden if you just watch like from the waist down and everything all the angles and the dynamicness and their skate technique and classic technique it's like the same as the best guys you know like that that explosiveness and that balance and the body position it's like man that i don't i feel like that's a product of really good coaching on technique at a young age obviously you know just like it's it's yeah. inbred there's tons of people they're, they're seeing it everywhere you know and it, it's not quite the same in the u.s we, we just don't have as many models you know like you, mm-hmm. you you have to be one of those models that then the next kids could kind of come up and, and copy i think maybe but yeah you no know, it's interesting I mean, yeah the most technique i've learned the most valuable technique is both from europeans my swedish and slovenian coach have sure. shown me a lot so i mean for sure. Um, okay, a couple Leadville questions I got to ask you about. First of all, I don't even know this for a fact for sure, but like you and Rose, are, are you guys close friends? You know, like did, did you uh, kind of grow up together in that in the Bill Coke stages at all? Do you, do you train over the summer? What, what's kind of the relationship there, if there is one? Yes, for sure. Um, we were really, really close when we were little. We lived about a block away from each other. Um, when I was in my old house and so we would always be up to no good in the winter and (laughs) be running around dragging the sled to the ice skating rink Um, we did a lot of skiing together and when I started going to school in Summit County and I moved houses to about 10 minutes away Mm -hmm. we definitely grew apart but more recently we did um, the 12 hours of Mesa Verde bike race oh together and we still we're still pretty good friends 
Um, and so it's really cool to see two girls from Leadville being able to do something like that. Yeah, for Even sure. if we're on different teams. I mean, and, and as actually, you know, as she's kind of been joining the all the all the camps coming up, you know, like she's kind of working mm-hmm. her way in there. You, you're you're almost you're sort of a veteran of that stuff, maybe. But um, but it seems like has that almost brought you guys back almost more? Where all of a sudden it's like you're ending up at the same places. I know you, you didn't do, go to as many camps last year, but I mean, has almost the fact that you're you now could be like World Cup teammates someday. I don't know. Maybe that's like too too far ahead thinking. But <laughs> has that made you guys grow grow closer or talk more? Maybe even about stuff like this. Yeah, I would say so for sure. Um, we were roommates at a camp this October, and so, yeah, we've definitely grown closer in the last year or so with all those experiences together. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I was I was wondering if you were going to give her any advice uh, going into World Juniors at all, or if you guys have, if you sent any text messages back and forth, like, can you believe this is happening? <laughs> oh, yeah, we've definitely been talking about that. Um, when I saw that she qualified, I was... Well, I was concussed, but I was also super excited, so I reached out, and I was like, wow, this is so amazing. Super excited for you. Um, And if I were to give advice to anyone, I would just say, like, you know, it's just a race. It's just like any other race you've done, but with more people. So just do what you know what to do. Um, The Leadville Taco Bell. Thoughts? (laughs) <laughs> there's a taco bell in my <laughs> oh yeah you've been living under, under a rock this is crazy you know the the taco bell the old bowling alley it was nuts like all summer it's just kind of like construction happening super slow you're like okay what is yeah. this even gonna be i was kind of out of the loop someone told me like well they're making a taco bell and so i'm like how are you kidding me like we could really what? use a city market you know or if we're gonna have a we're restaurant a like store, yeah like di- anything else <laughs> anything else right diversify this like we we actually have a lot of great options if you want to have mexican food in leadville and so um all of a sudden in like a month ago it went from being just this treehouse to like Talk, sign comes up, logos up, menus up. Like, wow, this is like opening, and it opened. Uh, oh man, maybe three weeks ago or something. And the oh, cars, man. the cars were. It was like fifty cars long, and it's been like that nonstop. Oh yeah, you you have to go check it out. It's like I I I literally can't believe the phenomenon. It's like, yeah, because everyone complained. Like, why do we have this Taco Bell? And now everyone is going to it. So I guess huh. it was a brilliant idea, well, but. Yeah, no, weird I've been stuff. to Taco Bell about two times in my life, and I don't really get the hype, <laughs> yeah, there personally. You, there you go. <laughs> but, I mean, if people want that, I guess <laughs> go for it. <laughs> right? Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't know if you if you had any good, like, loathing and liking of Leadville, like your biggest pet peeves <laughs> of the city or your, your favorite aspects of Leadville, Ooh. you know? Uh, I don't know okay. if there's something there worth mentioning, but you can pass if you want. I don't, I don't know what no, else. No, I, definitely. Um, one of my favorite things is the Mineral Belt because it's such a great training resource for me. Yep. And I also just love um, kind of the vibe of Main Street. It just seems really cool. And I mean, this is very obvious, but all the mountains surrounding, just like so many places to go exploring on bikes or runs or skis just so many opportunities for that it's probably my favorite thing um one of my pet peeves probably um probably how many tourists we get or how busy we are during the hundred yeah (laughs) it's just hard to go into town and get anything done and let me think 
Yo, I try to I try to look at the positive of that la- that latter aspect you mentioned in that even though but everyone it's gets like me- helping the economy and everything. Well, for sure. not only that, if you're a biker, what I've found is that all of a sudden now we've got all these bikers around. So like cars, you know, they they kind of have to like really obey the the rules of the road or you like see some random guy who looks really fit and like i wonder where he's going i'll follow him and then you're like I, it, it's like it is it's sort of this built-in training camp of these uber competitive people but sometimes yeah, sure. i did literally finish i did a roller ski on the mineral belt like double pole uh-huh. and i finished it going up highway 24 like from dutch henry all the way through Main Street, just because I knew I was like, I want to just be a spectacle. I know there's all these random people who don't come here, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna just show them, like, hey, we're weird here, so you know, this is how it is. <laughs> yeah, got some good looks, but sorry, I interrupted you. Did you did you have other things you wanted to uh, other loathings? Other loathings. <laughs> um, it's not a lot. It's a good I, place. I, I don't really have any loathings. Yeah. Maybe just like that. It's hard to road bike because the roads are. Um, <laughs> Not all asphalt. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's true. That's about it. Um, okay, last thing, asking some of those big goals you're talking about. Um, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of assuming that like even World Juniors, this is sort of a stepping stone maybe for you. But you know, I'm curious what your ladder looks like. And I know you, you're going to University of Utah, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so are you a junior? Actually, I should get that right. Junior or senior? Um, I'm a senior. Okay, you're graduating senior. soon. Okay, wow. So. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, back up. What 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 made you choose University of Utah? Um, well, they've been winning NCAA's. They're the dominant <laughs> college team right now. Yeah. And eventually, I want to be a professional skier, and they seem like the best stepping stone to get to that. And I also love the area that they're in. I, it's pretty comparable to the climate here, just warmer yeah. and a little bit drier and. I really liked the coaches and just everything about it felt right. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I I kind of suspected that. I I don't blame you. I think it's a good choice. But yeah, I mean, talk about some of the some of these goals that you've got. Like when you look back on your ski career, your life, even like what what do you want? What do you want the cross country ski chapter to to look like? What's going to be in in that? Yeah. Um, ultimately. I want to medal in the Olympics. That's kind of like the big, big goal. Yeah. Um, as far as stepping stones to get there, junior worlds for the next three years, I'm trying to gradually improve my performances and so that I can get some World Cup starts, hopefully, mm-hmm. sometime soon, and just gradually kind of keep working my way up until I'm competitive for one of those medals. That's awesome. Well, Nina, it's been a pleasure talking, and um, I, I like to end with this question just in case. Uh, was there something I should have asked you or, you know, something that you wanted to add or say? Because ultimately, too, like, this story's, this story's about you. It's yours, you know? So, yeah, yeah is, there, is there other things that you want to bring up? And I, I, I didn't mention a lot of your, your coaches. I, I had that written in, but I didn't know if I should go back and you mention some of that, too. Like, I know they're important. Uh, you want to give a shout-out or things? Uh, that you've been working uh, on technique-wise, but yeah, I can give my coaches a shout out. <laughs> yeah, um, I, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Olaf Hedberg has been my coach since I was about nine years old. Um, he's been there the whole time, just helping me out, and I don't, I wouldn't be here at all um, if it weren't for him. 
and my coach Ava came a little bit more recently, but she has got to be like the most positive person I know. And it's just so much fun to work with and has pretty much changed my technique single-handedly in the last couple of years. And so, so, so many thanks to them for that. And Ava, what's your last name? Um, Severus. Severus. Okay. Is, is she the, did you say you had a Slovenian coach? Uh, Olaf's Swedish, right? Olaf is Swedish. Ava is Slovenian. Slovenian. Um, okay. She came to the U.S. to ski for the University of New Mexico, and she oh. actually won NCAAs oh, before wow. she retired and started coaching. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, now, I, cool. <laughs> I feel obligated since you said she's changed her technique all over. Uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit? What are some like? What are some of the specific things you've uh, you've altered or like big improvements you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think when I was around like eleven or twelve, I decided like you know if I can really up my frequency, that that's what's gonna make me faster, and it really did help. And getting higher frequency was amazing. But um, to do that, I started kind of rushing and not skiing as powerfully as I can. And so she really helped me to combine the aspects of power and frequency together um, instead of kind of spinning out. I was doing kind of, if you imagine biking, when you're in a small gear and you're kind of just spinning and spinning but not really going anywhere compared to like cranking it up a few gears and then you can really like push off and get power into your stride. Well, I know all of the technique nerds who listen to my show will really appreciate that like follow-up question so uh that's awesome um cool i i appreciate this all right before we get to the interview with rose just want to let you all know this show is brought to you by sport hill and the united states ski pole company so glad that they're helping us out this winter and you know i was out skiing in at the frisco nordic center and making usage of both of these brands um my new favorite pant it used to be the Swix Triac pant, you know, super light, um, wind protected, but I've really been drifting towards now my Sport Hill XC because, I don't know, it's it's comfy, it's flashy, it's stylish, it's a little bit warmer. Like when I when you get out the out of the car and you have that initial chill, it, it takes that bite away. And I, I have to say, you know, man, the other day, we've had some really cold weather, like sub, sub 10 degrees for high in Leadville. And I wore them the other day. I was just so toasty. It do- and it doesn't overheat, you know? It's a- so it's a great pant. I've really been enjoying it. Um, check out sporthill.com and see if you want to order some of your own cross-country ski gear. They've been definitely drifting into that. I've been wearing Sport Hill stuff, oh, over a decade for sure. Growing up in Fargo-Moorhead as a distance runner, almost a necessity for sure. So um, Sport Hill, thank you so much for supporting our show. And then United States Ski Pole Company too. I was going around the loop, uh, Crown Point, did a little bit of um oh man i can't remember the black diamond route i did it wasn't buzzsaw it was another one that was actually somewhat double pullable although it was definitely a challenge because a lot of steep punchy climbs so i was like i gotta do this i gotta get ready for the upcoming season let's push ourselves a little bit and i remember thinking as i was cresting one of the steep climbs i was like i'm so glad i've got these poles the straps man like i don't even think about it my hands and um the the like the power transfer that you can really put into these things i think the straps is huge so that's kind of one of the big things united states ski company has obviously lightweight and durable made in the united states those are great selling points as well but for me as the double pull guy 
man, those straps are huge. So United States Ski Pole Company, thank you so much for supporting our podcast and Sport Hill as well. All right, we're going to hop in now to Rose Horning. So we chatted with Rose. It was actually a little bit later in the evening after talking to Nina. So you'll notice a couple of this, uh, similar questions, but different personalities as well. So here's the interview. Oh, one last thing. We wrote a story, so check that out as well. This story will be coming out in a couple of days in the Vale Daily. So a feature on Nina and Rose, both being from Leadville. Kind of cool. Here we go. How are you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you. I just talked to Nina. First time I've ever talked to her before. I've, I've only let Ajay bark at her on on random roller skis. I've seen her. So that was kind of cool <laughs> to actually like have a real conversation. But um, yeah, I'm thrilled. And uh, I'll try to I'll try to not ask too many questions. Although I admit I have just a gazillion here. So if, I'm, okay. I'm excited. <laughs> um, first of all. U.S. U.S. Nationals. I know you kind of sent me an email. You know, you you must have been super excited uh, about how it turned out and everything. But I'm kind of curious, um, maybe even as far as World Juniors goes, like when you knew that was a possibility, and like you know, did you know what stakes? What was at stake in each of those races? Like, I got to get X place or any of that like drama beforehand. Definitely not, which I was really thankful for. Um, okay. Similarly to last year, like, my coaches knew all these things, like, Youth Olympics and World Juniors and everything, but they did not want to tell me about it because then they knew I would get really nervous, and um, they didn't want to put any more pressure on me, so I was really thankful for that, and then I didn't find out that um, either of these, those things are even, like, a possibility until after the classic race when I had qualified for both. So, um, that was a pretty exciting moment, but... Okay, yeah, take me into that moment. Like, what, when did you find out? How did that actually go down? <laughs> well, after the classic race, we pretty much got straight in the van, headed back to our house, and it was like we had 20 minutes before we needed to, to go back to town, and there was, like, the whole ceremony. So, we, like, got back to the house, took super quick showers, jumped back in the van, and then on the way to the ceremonies... Eric was like, wow, Rose, I guess we have uh, some some decisions to make. And I was like, uh, what do you mean? He's like, oh, well, um, let me just tell you what you qualified for first. So then he ran through everything with me, but it was very exciting. The whole team was in the van, so they were all excited for me, and we were celebrating together. Oh, my gosh. I can only imagine. <laughs> that would have been such a thrill. And, and like, I guess – are the is world juniors is there any subjective criteria or is it all objective like did you actually go back and go oh wow i it's because i got x place and x place like uh i, I haven't gone back I'm, i don't have a phd in reading us ski and snowboard the documents because i'm sure it's there and i could i could probably look it up but do you even know that now or is it like oh gosh i made it okay sweet <laughs> i still don't really know i think it has to do with um fist points in the races and like the one thing that i do know was that my classic race classic 
10K was really what got me into um, Junior Worlds. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm still not positive how it works. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, as far as the window, like, it does it take into account your – uh, U.S. Juniors last year, like the Nationals in at Theodore Worth, or is that like not even in the window? No, I don't think it takes into account that. I think it's okay. just your top two races from Senior Nationals, um, in like like they have three races, obviously, and it's your best two results. Okay. The best two points. Okay, so other than being obviously over the moon excited, what it, now that you've had some time to process it too? What does this mean to you? you know, to be named and to get to go represent the country. And really, like, the World Juniors, that's the premier thing for Nordic skiers at your age, too, you know, above and probably those Mm -hmm. other things. I mean, it's, like, a huge step for me, I think, just in terms of, like, my future ski career. Um, Like, now I, after Scando was canceled last year, I have never had the chance to compete internationally so um like it's just a huge opportunity opportunity to be able to go on these trips and um yeah it was like pretty amazing to see all the doors open and the new and exciting things i get to do yeah and and your journey really it's been cool it's not i mean it's not like you were a chump when you were little you were good but like you you've had a lot of different influences at each stage, it seems like, you know? Like, if you go back, your mom, obviously, has been been there all along. Carl has played a role. Like, it, it's... And now you've you've gone to SSCV and gotten great coaching there and stuff. Can you kind of, like, I guess, uh, articulate sort of how each of those influences have really shaped you into the skier you are now, the athlete you are now, even the person you are now? I'm sure they play yeah. somewhat of a unique role, right? I mean, maybe maybe as an observer, I'm, I'm like putting too much into that, but it seems to me like I could see how each of them could sort of give you something something different. Definitely, yeah. So I guess I started skiing when I was really little, um, probably because of my mom. <laughs> and um, uh, I was in the Leadville Bill Coke program. Um, and I remember loving it. I was just like four-year-olds on skis um, yeah. and I guess that program like just kind of put the love of skiing in me but it's not like I was like fully committed by any means like yeah. I did a lot of sports I was like oh I you know alpine skiing and biking and all that sort of thing um and then after that I started the middle school team which Jeff Spencer was coaching and that was super fun. I was with all my friends. Um, I didn't race my sixth grade year because um, I was actually in an alpine program, which conflicted with most of the races. Um, and then seventh grade year, I started middle school racing and decided I also wanted to club race. So club races at that time for me were like, um, basically it was just me, my mom and Adele, yeah. <laughs> which were pretty fun weekends. Like my mom was a great coach. I had great skis. Um, and like, it was pretty fun to be in that little group. But, was that, even that, were you like racing under the banner of whatever, like the Lake County thing is, right? Cause you need to have an official thing, but it was just you and Adele going with your mom. 
Yeah, so it was I, – I was in the Lake County uniform. Okay. And I'm not really sure. I think Or Cloud City Sports as, maybe. Or maybe that's what it is. I think the first year I was just with Leadville – I think it was like Leadville Middle School or something. Okay. But then the next year was when Cloud City Mountain Sports kind of started. Okay. And we gained a few more members. My cousin Josiah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Jace, Ella, those those people started getting interested. Um, and I guess like my first year of club racing, I I raced pretty well, but definitely wasn't winning anything it was like top 10 finishes were super exciting for me (laughs) and then the next year was when I really started improving I had a few podiums um and I guess that was like my first I guess when I first noticed Vale because um it was pretty common for me and Lucy Perkins and Cassidy Wright all to be on the podium together um, and this is ninth grade, by the way, right? You're talking freshman year, um, right? Second year, U14. So, yeah. I think, well, oh, I no. th- got, That I, was eighth grade year. That eighth was eighth grade. grade year. Okay, okay. Second year, U14. Um, and, yeah, it was just like I could see those two girls and that, like, I was like, ooh, that would be fun to be on a team with them. But, um, like, didn't really think that much about it. Um, and then, yeah, my first year as a U16, I was still racing with Leadville, um, and let's see, I think that year we didn't, I think it was like COVID, sort of. Yes, like that's correct. Yeah. Like that's when I was no the band basketball. director there. I remember this now. Ni- yes. Your ninth grade year. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, um, you kind of wiped out some of those end-of-the-year things. Yeah, so I had a pretty good club season, um, a lot of fun. But then nationals wasn't really happening. Um, so I guess it was like a good season, but not quite the full thing. Um and yeah, I was still with Cloud City. We had a super fun little team. Um, and then last year, sophomore year, was my first like full club experience. Right. Um, with I joined SSCV, which was great. Um, I joined in the summer, and then broke my ankle. So <laughs> that was that was a little interesting, but. Yeah, I was fully in with them and really happy to be with that team and those coaches. Um, And I went to senior nationals, qualified for Scando, um, was super excited about that. And then it got canceled. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, continued the club season, had some good results. It was really fun. and then, yeah, went to nationals, and that was just a super fun week with the whole Ironman team. Um, I was a little sick for it, but still had a great time, and yeah, I was happy to be there. And then, here we are now, <laughs> junior year, still with SSCV, thankful for those coaches and teammates. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm going back kind of to, like, then 
what, what, what your your mom and your coaches and and kind of that that development for you what sort of things did like your mom give you and what sort of things have like your SSCB coaches given you now that's kind of an, another step or a different a different viewpoint is there is there other things you can point to like either mentally or training plan wise that you've learned or technique wise that you learned um you know, I'm sure your mom kind of gave you like basic foundations for a lot of that stuff, but um, you know, when you kind of look at your career so far, what are those things that they've each each of those people have given you? Yeah, so I feel like my mom has contributed to like pretty much every piece, <laughs> as you were saying. Yeah. Um, especially since she just coached me for so long, like yeah. even as a little kid. Um, but I guess like the fun of skiing came from her a lot, and um, like the beginnings of getting competitive like yeah um she was the first one to really bring me to a race you know um and then carl um he was the first one who gave me a training plan (laughs) (laughs) that was great he got me on roller skis um yeah he kind of taught me all about the basics and i had a few great seasons with him um I'm still skiing with them sometimes Yeah. with Carl on the Leadville team. But, yeah, he, like, throughout pretty much seventh grade through last year, he was kind of, like, he gave me a training plan, and, yeah, I did a lot of training with him. So I'd say he taught me the basis of that sort of stuff. And then joining SSCV, those coaches have definitely dialed in on my technique and I've learned a lot about, like, I guess, opportunities from yeah. them um, that probably would not have happened without Eric and Dan and Lenka. Um, and pro- probably, this is maybe getting too nitty-gritty, but yeah, like, when you talk about technique, is there something that you that you could point to even now and go like, I used to be, I used to do this when I was classic striding or skate skiing. And like, we've literally corrected it and it's a night and day difference. Is it, is it that, is it that noticeable there? Or is it kind of more like little stuff that you pick up on and it's cumulatively adding up? Oh, it's more like little stuff. Like I just like, um, like bouncing on one ski while be twoing or something like that. Like it's not like I completely changed my technique. It's just yeah. like throughout the last two years, like you know, they they'll pull me aside and be like, "Hey, you could focus on this," or okay. maybe think about this. Um, yeah. And as what what would you say your strengths are as a skier and your weaknesses? You know, um, and maybe in answering that, like, do you have a well, actually, first say say that first. I was gonna say like, what's your what's your specialty? If you have like a specialty technique or distance, but but what just first like, what's your strengths and what are some of your weaknesses? Would you say? Um, I think my strengths would be definitely like fighting. Like, um, I am a pretty like I really go hard every race, um, and so. I think that's a strength that I can like really push myself sometimes too much, <laughs> like even in intervals, like sometimes we're not supposed to go all out. And that is very difficult for me. I am very good at pushing myself as hard as I can. Yeah. Um, my biggest weakness is probably my technique <laughs> back to that point. Um, 
with like compared to the people I'm often racing against, <laughs> it's uh, kind of all over the place. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think you look like a great skier. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, I mean, do you have an event that you kind of feel is your, uh, your, you know, like if, if it's on the cam, if it's on the program, that's going to be the event that you're going to gravitate towards, or I know I can do really well in that. Is it, is it related, is it related more to distance or discipline or is it all kind of course dependent? How, how do you see yourself in that regard? Um, I definitely like distance racing more. Um, in, in terms of technique, like classic versus skate, yeah, um, I've had pretty consistent results between both of them, but overall, I'm probably a better classic skier. Okay, okay. Um, and and I, I guess you know, as in relation to that question, maybe you you went to Whistler this summer, right? I mean for yes. the for the train camp so did, did you kind of at that moment scope out the course and sort of go all right this is this is going to suit me well in this way um have you thought about that kind of now that you know you're being named you know like to be able to go oh man i've got an advantage like i've kind of been here before how, how is that sort of playing into your preparations i guess yeah i'm pretty excited that i know the courses um and like i really enjoyed roller skiing them so I think they'll be pretty great to ski. Um, when I was in Whistler, <laughs> I was definitely not expecting to qualify. So I guess I maybe wasn't thinking as much about it. Sure. Um, when I was actually skiing the courses, but thinking back on it, yeah, I think it'll be really great for me, and they're really fun. How would you describe those courses? Can you can you like, uh, yeah, I mean, are they punchy technical downhills? What what sort of elements make them up? Do you think that will help you? Um, in the distance courses, we didn't get to roller ski them, okay. but we walked them a few times and yeah, it just seemed hilly. Like there weren't any super long hills, but overall like punchy climbs, steep downhills, lots of transitions, which I think will be good for me. Um, and yeah, the sprint course, which we skied a lot has a few pretty good hills, but overall it's kind of flat. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> and, and hey, I mean those those team camps you got to go to. I know, like your mom was saying, like you had a great time at them, and and it was super fun and inspiring. I'm kind of curious, how do you feel like they have helped you improve? Um, you know, Nina was bringing up how that was one thing for her that's been important is like the fact that we get together like that with a lot of high level skiers, you know, like that's an important part to her whole development. She's felt like and just being able to, yeah, compare yourself and, and whatnot. But yeah, for you, like, what do you feel like was the big takeaway? Was there a, was there a mental thing, a, a technique thing you learned just being in the presence of some of these athletes, uh, you know, especially park city and stuff too. Uh, what, what do you feel like was the big takeaway? The biggest part of those camps that I think, are helping me now was the people like even just like lining up um at the races at seniors like i knew so many of the people there uh, it's just like i had friends every race and i was like oh you're lining up beside me i remember you from reg or like whistler um yeah 
and then not only like the other athletes but the coaches too so like now going to worlds i actually know a lot of coaches which is really exciting for me um to to have been coached by them before and now going on this trip yeah, and the U.S. has done really well, obviously, as you know, at the world junior level. The guys have had some good performances. The women on the World Cup level are are always having breakthroughs all the time. Now it's like podiums are kind of a norm. I'm curious uh, if you feel like that has made it so when you go to Whistler, it's not just like, oh, yeah, like the, the highlight was just making the team. You actually feel like, hey, I could go here and compete well. You know, like I don't care that this is Norway or Sweden or some of these other intimidating nations. Like we can go do this. Do you, do you feel a little bit like there's a level of inspiration there from from what's come before you? And, and how is that? How does that give you um, confidence, I guess, when you when you line up? Yeah, I mean, I personally don't have many goals. Um I just don't know really what to expect, and I've never competed at this level before. Mm-hmm. So I'm going in it with like not very many goals, not very much pressure, which I think is a really nice place to be. Just like yeah, I'm gonna go see what I can do, have some fun. Um, but yeah, it's also pretty inspiring to have seen what the U.S. has done at this event in the past, and just like all the other kids on the trip and what they can accomplish there as well. Yeah, and speaking of, obviously, I brought up Nina. Like you guys both from Leadville, she said you guys knew each other when you were younger. Um, and then when she when she moved and was going to Summit School District, you know, not as close. Uh, but I'm curious, if, like, what it means to you to have uh, someone who, like, yeah, from such a small town, you know, very similar beginnings. What what that has, what that sort of uh, means. Yeah, I'm really excited Nina's going. Um, uh, yeah, we were best friends when we were little. And then um, in the past few years, we've gotten pretty close again. So it's nice to just have like a friend who I know really well on the trip. Um, yeah, I think it'll be really great to have her there. Have, have you guys talked at all about anything logistics-wise or like, you know, has it been more just like a text congrats type thing? Or, or will you actually kind of like, okay, like, Nina, you got to show me the ropes. Like, what, what is, what's going to happen? Or is that just going to kind of be on the trip too, maybe, as it, as it sort of unfolds, I guess. But, yeah, I was curious if you've sort of picked her brain a little bit on some questions as far as going to World Juniors since she's been there. Um, A little bit. I mean, a big part, I think, for me was, like, just the decision to – go to both trips so okay. I talked to her a bit about that um and then yeah just like I guess getting her advice like oh should like are you going to the pre-camp that sort of thing just yeah. like simple what her thoughts are because she definitely knows this sort of racing better than me um so yeah I've gotten some advice but we've also just kind of been congratulating each other I always like asking this question because I like writing it in for the uh, Vale Daily readers who are uh, always amazed by how, how hard you guys work. What, how, how would you, uh, well, yeah, what's your training like, you know, uh, either on a week-to-week basis or, you know, an annual basis? What can you say about the volume you do and what workouts look like? And then maybe kind of fine-tune it down to what your training has looked like in the last month or so as you're as you're trying to you're kind of in the, obviously the competitive stage but yeah um 
I guess throughout the summer is our biggest trading block. Um, so like in those months we'll be training like up to 20 hours a week for our volume weeks. And I did most of those volume weeks at camps. Okay. So that was pretty fun. Um, and then through the fall, I did some ski training, but also a lot of biking. Um, yeah, you so did I the did mountain bike league this year, right? Yeah. Yep. So I did most of my most of my intervals on a bike. Okay. Um, but we did a bit less training, more like probably ten hours for a volume week throughout the fall. Um, and then, yeah, in the winter, we're doing a lot of speeds and intervals and off days. So, um, we're getting less volume, less hours, but lots of intensity. Um, like for example, in the past week, I think I've had three sets of speeds, two sets of intervals, um, and a day off. Okay. You know, just like lots, lots of intensity sessions, but not getting too many hours. Um, How often do you go to uh, Malloy Park usually during the week? Because I know you kind of balance that. Is that every day, or, or you know, you said you train some with Lake County still? That balance is kind of interesting. I think. Um, I think it's re- I think it's really cool personally. But you know, like, uh, yeah, what's that kind of r- routine rhythm like? Yeah, I really enjoy training with both teams. Um, I think a big part of that is just that I have friends on both teams. Yeah. So, like, if Vale has a key intensity session, I'll definitely go over there for that. But if it's just a distance ski, I'll often stay here. And a lot of it also depends on school. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, trying to balance how much homework I have or whether I have a last period class. Um, But I guess week to week, I probably go about three times a week down to Vail. Okay, okay. Cool. Oh man, I that reminded me. I wanted to ask you some questions just about like your future. Like, are you do you do you have a school subject you like? I mean, obviously, right now you, you might be thinking like, hey, I'm gonna try and give this ski thing a run as far as it goes. But I mean, are you also like, yeah, yeah? Do you have do you have other ambitions outside of skiing too? Um, and, and or how do they fit in with skiing? Maybe as a way, you know, like <laughs> college or and all that stuff. Um, I mean, I think I'd like to go to college and um yeah I enjoy school um and I do uh I guess work hard in school like that's pretty important to me even though I'm not there a lot (laughs) um I guess in terms of favorite subjects um I really like math um that'd probably be like my favorite core subject but I also like art and music a lot. Um, I've been taking a lot of ceramic classes at school lately, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and then, yes, I was in band for many years, as you know. That's right. Um, <laughs> and I still play the piano and take lessons. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So you're, but you, but you're not someone who's like. I've always wanted to be a doctor when I grow up, and that's still the plan. It's not. It, you're not. You're not like 
you're not you haven't pigeonholed yourself or anything like that so to speak no not at all i have okay. no idea <laughs> okay <laughs> that's okay well it sounds like you're you've got like the liberal arts set up so is your mom like is she pressuring you to try and go to like dartmouth or what what school is kind of like attractive to you right now um i don't really know i haven't talked to any coaches um, yeah yeah but my mom doesn't <laughs> isn't really pushing for anything she's <laughs> pretty supportive of whatever i want um okay yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm sure you'll have plenty of options, so I don't think you have to worry too much. But that's cool. And I, I mean, yeah. are, are you guys, are you guys, uh, looking forward to like skiing on different teams, or are you kind of the type of sisters like we are skiing on the same team no matter what? You can't, you know, like to, <laughs> together at the hip. <laughs> I mean, I think. Oh, you, uh, you just gotta do whatever's best. I don't think we'll choose college based on each other mm -hmm. so we're willing to ski on different teams but yeah i think we definitely enjoy being on the same team right now <laughs> what what has she um taught you or meant to you as as kind of an older sister i know like older siblings can be really important and sometimes they it's hard when you're like you don't you don't like go up to your older well maybe you do go up to your older sibling you know like give him a hug and say you just mean so much to me for this like I never did with my older brother but like we love each other we we would definitely say that kind of stuff now uh, <laughs> but I'm curious yeah. like for you yeah like what 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 is Adele meant for you as a as a sister and and even just in athletics you know like what do you admire and kind of look up to? I mean she has meant so much and like supported me. Um, she is I have trained more hours with her than anyone else yeah. by far <laughs> and yeah i guess like though we did go through a few times where it's like just get really competitive or whatever like we are really thankful for each other and have a lot of fun skiing together <laughs> yeah um okay a couple quick hitting questions before i let you go um first of all leadville taco bell thoughts <laughs> um i don't really know <laughs> i yeah <laughs> it's no. a little weird but <laughs> You're, uh, yeah <laughs> i i mean i'm amazed at the fact that like cars are lined up there every single night it's like guys it's a taco bell like it, there's nothing yeah. special here are you kidding me and like i thought everyone would be mad that we may have had a taco bell move in as, as opposed to like something kind of unique like we, we have many different options for Mexican cuisine like we didn't really need the Taco Bell and like yeah, everyone's patron kind of my thought too but. <laughs> weird um speaking of Leadville though I mean like it is there something um since I, I kind of want to talk a little bit in this story you know it's like you and Nina are both from here what what is it what do you love about Leadville and and how does it make you a great athlete you know um I love the small town aspect like um I just feel like we have a fun small team and like overall I like being from a small town where like I know a lot of people and yeah, um, yeah like my class is really small so I think that's fun um I'd also say that it just like Leadville has a lot of spirit in my opinion um like um the whole town is just, like, even though it's not 
like huge or exciting it's like colorful houses and like fun downtown so i don't know yeah, no, it, it's definitely a special place. A great place to be a skier, for sure. And and bike and run, too. I mean, it's awesome. Like, yeah, I you, love the athletic community. Like, yeah. the coaches and uh, the team is pretty great. Overall, I feel like there's a lot of support throughout Leadville, just as an athlete. Like, everyone's excited and interested, um, Yeah, which is really fun. Um, I, I should have asked this a lot earlier. Um, best race performance or a moment where you thought, Hey, I, I could be really good at this. Like I want to try and be really good at this. Was, was there a moment for you? Um, I don't know. I think there's been like, like I've had a few, I, pretty much like a couple of breakthrough races per season, even like, you know, starting in seventh grade or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's not been one moment where I was like, oh, yes, I really want to really want to continue skiing because of this race or, you know, it was just like, you know, continued growing and just season by season, like new excitements and yeah, new motivation. Which is kind of cool. I mean, I think in some ways that's an advantage. You know, some some people are they're they're, they're a prodigy or they have a big breakthrough, and then that's kind of like sticks with them. But it's almost better sometimes when you're like, I don't know, like you said, moments every year, and it's it's sort of this organic growth of like, oh yeah, I mean, I could be good at this. I'm gonna keep doing what I I'm I'm doing. I mean, do do you do you think do you feel like you're someone personality wise that's like, would you you know type A hey. I, I am going all in, you know, or are you more like loosey goosey? How, how would you describe yourself as like, yeah, that, that personality that embodies you as an athlete, you know? Um, I think like throughout my, I guess my skiing background, um, more just like, let's see what happens. Like not until the past few years, I really hadn't fully committed to skiing yeah, to Nordic skiing. And so, like, I knew, I always knew that I loved it and I had a passion for it. But, yeah, I guess just more, um, like, more developing, not, not like, stuck in it. Okay. Interesting. And, yeah, I mean, at some of these camps you've had, like, have you ever, have you had any conversations with some of the World Cup skiers, you know? Like, have they, have they told you anything as far as, like, what it means to be really good at this sport? And, and continuing to develop and have goals that, that stuck with you? Any messages like that? Or maybe that doesn't happen. I didn't know. I thought Park City, I thought you like you had like World Cup skiers there too. Yeah, I didn't have any particular conversations like that. Um, okay. I did have it at REG, JC was there. Um, and I had some pretty good conversations with him. More just like advice related, like... Uh, he gave me some technique advice and travel advice, um, but yeah, he didn't. He didn't talk about like um, those those pieces very okay. much. Okay. Um, all right. Last question, I guess. Goals moving forward for you, like obviously, yeah, you're you're coming into this world junior champs. And you're young and everything, so I think you you've got a good mindset. It's cool. Do you? What about? Um, next year and the, and the year after, you know, do you, have you set out some like 
big long-term goals and then some stepwise goals along the way. Uh, and would you, would you be able to share some of them? <laughs> I really haven't um, set out many long-term goals. I mean, I guess with the season I've had this year, I'd like to continue to qualify for these international trips in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to ski in college, not really sure what, what that looks like or where, but, uh, I'm definitely interested in pursuing skiing past high school. Um, but I don't have, I don't really have any specific like results goals or those sorts of things for the future. Oh, I forgot. I have to ask you one more. Um, is there a Adele and Rose versus the younger brothers like ski race that takes place where you guys like relay girls versus boys? And if so, at what point will the boys, if ever, be able to take you down? <laughs> There's not currently one, but that seems like a good idea. <laughs> I think you need to set um, it up. Yep. Yeah. I, I feel like the boys will probably be able to take us down sometime, but... Not yet. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. That is a pretty tall order, honestly. Like, you you and Adele both are – you could even go, you know, have it three. You could have you, your mom, Adele, like, three, three on three. It would be great. That would be good entertainment. I mean, we'll just wait till Le <laughs> Levi and John get a little bit older. Like, I could, I could try to help them out a little bit or something. I think that would be super fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that would be really funny. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell Christine about that. Put a bug in her ear. We need to add it April. We can have it after the after all the important races are done. Um, <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, Rose, any other thoughts or things I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? Um, this is your story too. I want to make it. I want to make it cool, and I want to make you proud of it and resonate with everything that's uh, this this special chapter of your life. You know, I think it's cool that like that you get to experience it. And I want to try and capture it as much as possible, but did I miss something? Um, I guess like we kind of talked about it a little bit, but just like having, um, SSCV and Leadville and like, like all my different coaches and teammates. Um, and I really like having that bounce of Leadville and Vale um but yeah i think we pretty much covered it all <laughs> cool well i can't wait to uh watch and follow you when is the first is it january 27th i have the alpine dates in my mind now when is the when is it when do you like leave um i leave on january 24th <laughs> okay so a week so from I'm, today i'm racing in soldier hollow this weekend and then coming home and i'll have a few days at home and then I fly to Whistler with Lenka. Oh my gosh, you're—I didn't realize that you're racing at at this at the uh, at Soldier Hollow. Geez, that's actually kind of close. I didn't I didn't think that you maybe even would be doing that. Are you doing like the full workouts? I mean, I suppose you you maybe have that like scheduled into your training plan, so it kind of fits. But yeah, I decided to race in Soldier Hollow because otherwise it would have been about three weeks. Yeah. Since I had last raced. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I wanted that last little bit of experience and especially with getting COVID at the beginning of the year oh sure i missed the early season races so i really haven't gotten much racing yet <laughs> um yeah you're gonna be rounding you're gonna be like sharper you know than uh you're like right at that perfect peak which 
will be nice, you know? Like, I think some athletes, I always feel like it's Nordic skiing. Some athletes, like, they, they sometimes come in too hot, you know? It's like, oh, November, I'm going to be racing, like, all the, all, especially the higher up you go, you know? Like, the World Cup, they have to be ready at that time. So, I guess, yeah. go figure. But, like, yeah, maybe that'll be to your advantage even, you know, just kind of being at the, rested. yeah, a little more energized, you know? I think that that'll be cool, but... Anyway, I should yeah. I should just shut up. I'm not the sports psych. I'm the I'm the newspaper reporter. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been a pleasure. And if you have any good ideas for names for the second uh, member of our family, you can shoot them my way. I I don't think I'm gonna get Jesse. I think that's uh, out. Christy, thank. Well, it's okay that we um, ended the show right there, and I clicked record, stopped recording, um, because we had a baby. We na- we named her Ella. So that's part of the news here this week here at cedarskier.com. You can check us out there. You can go and listen to the Cedar Skier podcast. Tell your friends about it um, and, and enjoy listening to some other shows. And hopefully we'll be behind the mic after this weekend in the World Cup and we can chat a little bit about that, give you some thoughts. But if not, you know, hopefully those of you out there right now who have been enjoying some citizens' races, that's great. Keep it up. Good luck. Tell me about your results. Tell me what's working with waxes and grinds and skis and all that. I, I like hearing your stories. You can reach out at cedarskier at gmail.com. If you have any good ideas or people we should talk to, um, shoot us a message too. We are always trying to reach out. We did, in fact, reach out to Alvier Mirbach, <clears throat> and um, that was a while ago. We asked him if he wanted to be on the show, and we haven't gotten anything back from him, but we, we did reach out to the Norwegian media contact and just asked to see if we could talk to a few of the stars there. You can guess who. They said they would um, definitely reach out and get back to us. So I think everyone's really busy because it's the World Cup and, you know, they probably don't want to talk to some random guy in the middle of Leadville, but that's okay. So we're trying to help you out and give you some content that you like. But if you've got someone else and you have their contact info, send it our way. It'd be fun to have them on the show. So cool. Hope you enjoyed this episode and best of luck to Nina and Rose at World Juniors. I'm pretty sure there's a live stream, so we'll have to check it out and see if we can watch it as well while we're taking care of our new edition. As far as that goes, you know, I think it's a relay team at this point. Christy's excited to, honey, are you going to get back for next year's Alley Loop, do you think, relay? Sure. She says sure. She's filling out all the important forms and doing all the important stuff like she always does, taking care of our family. So this has been the Cedar Skier Podcast. Everyone, keep on. Striving, keep on skiing.